wind is picking up. Careful, everyone. And welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show. It is show number 53, and summer is here. It was so nice outside right now. It's a little windy. Sorry with the sound there. Um, I decided to take the show outside. The wind is not helping here, though. Um, it is just a beautiful day here in northeast Pennsylvania. And uh, instead of being up in the attic in the little office there, I said, you know what? We're going to take it outside. And uh, super excited. I have a, a, a young person here. He might be my one of my youngest guests other than my children that have been on uh, but Shane Fagan is coming on next. Shane is a recent graduate of Delaware Valley High School, and he is going to be an incoming freshman at the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis. Uh, and he's leaving tomorrow. We're at the end of June here, and most teenagers uh, that have graduated got the summer. They're going to parties and hanging out. And uh, Shane is going to the U.S. Naval Academy tomorrow, and that is a tremendous accomplishment. Uh, so we're going to celebrate that today here on the show. And we're going to meet Shane in, in just a moment. That being said, um, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you are enjoying uh, my book, The Principle, Surviving and Thriving, please leave a review on Amazon. If you're enjoying the uh, podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. Those things help. It gets the show out there uh, and just provides some, some great feedback. So um, again, if you're enjoying those things, please leave those uh, comments on there. They can only help. So let's get to it. It is show number 53, Andrew Murata outside and uh, happy to be celebrating summer, happy to be outside. Uh, for those that live in the Northeast, again, it was a heck of a winter and the weather just, oof, no power, all of that kind of crazy stuff. And uh, it's just beautiful. Now I got my backyard here and uh, you know, we might make this a summer tradition here on uh, Ed, Ed Leadership and Beyond. That being said, again, Shane Fagan is coming up president of the class of 2018 at Delaware Valley Schools and uh, going on to the Naval Academy tomorrow. Uh, he's got a great opportunity in front of him. He's created that opportunity, and, and that's the opening concept for today's show. It is not how great the opportunity is. It is how great you are to the opportunity. We're going to meet this young man in a moment. I've had a few opportunities to to be in touch with him, even just talking to him before the show. Uh, he had nothing but nice things to say. He's complimenting my yard. Uh, put a lot of work into that, but uh, just what a nice young man. And um, so again, going back to that concept, he's got a great opportunity in front of him. He is going to the United States Naval Academy, uh, a tremendous just experience and, and really life-changing opportunity. And I know Shane is not but if Shane goes there and flops and doesn't take care of business, it doesn't matter how great the Naval Academy is. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because he's not going to be there long. Uh, and I know that's not going to happen to him because he is a tremendous young man. But that's the point of the show. It is not how great the opportunity is. It is how great you are to the opportunity. Look, look all around you. Sports stories, life stories. Um, there's always an opportunity out there. You look at uh, Tom Brady, right? I took my son to a Patriots game. If you're a sports fan, 
that I, I was watching that game against the Jets when the uh, uh, the quarterback before Brady got knocked out of the game. Brady comes in and he's been the starter ever since. If Brady comes in and, and does terrible, that that would have been the end of it. That would have been the end of his opportunity to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots. So it wasn't how great that opportunity is. It's how great you are to the opportunity. And again, we're outside celebrating summertime. But think about all the things that happen in the summertime in the world of educators, right? New teachers, new administrators, forming new relationships, interviews, right? You might be going on your dream interview, your your dream job interview. I see my friend uh, Peggy Fitzgerald is watching here uh, on the show. And, uh, you know, when she went to the new school, she had a tremendous opportunity in front of her. She sees the opportunity and is doing great work there. But uh, people changing jobs and those things are happening now uh, in that. In the world of officiating, right, I referee college basketball. There are camps now. and People are trying out for camps and, and going there. It doesn't matter the league. It doesn't matter the prestige of the camp, who's there. It is what you do in that moment and what you do in that opportunity, right? We're going to meet Shane here in a minute. Uh, he's in tremendous shape. He has excellent grades. He has excellent character. All of those things. He's been working towards this, right? He's not just showing up at the Naval Academy and saying, hey, I'm here. He's been working towards this, and he is going to be great in that opportunity. Uh, because he's put the time in. There's the concept of 10,000 hours, right? Shane's been a student. I don't know. We haven't done the math. Uh, 13 years, 180 days a year. His mom's a teacher. Uh, I mean, think about all that, but he's been a student his whole life working up to this moment. He's got 10,000 10, hours in the bank. That's that's five years of, uh, of work. Um, but he's going to go there and just do a tremendous job. Another another uh, concept I wanted to bring into this topic, we're going to have him on the show coming up here, uh, Make the Big Time Where You Are. That's a book that I read and uh, it hit home to me, right? People always talking about the, uh, the greener grass and trying to get somewhere else that, versus where they are. You know, uh, Shane is uh, going to head down to the U.S. Military Academy. He's going to make that the big time where he is. Uh, he's going to make that the focus of his life. Uh, and and do tremendous things there. So uh, that is the concept. So whatever your next opportunity is, certainly value that. Uh, it's an important moment. It's an important thing, but it's not how great that opportunity is. It is how great you are to that opportunity. Be ready. Be prepared. Um, take time to, to get all those things uh, ready. And we're going to talk to Shane about that now, what he's done to prepare for his arrival. OK, we are also going to uh, at the end of the, the book. Uh, sorry. At the end of the show, we're going to talk about this book. I'm going to mention this book. This is by Malcolm Gladwell. And uh, in here is the concept of thin slicing. Right. When Shane gets down there to Annapolis, they're going to size him up. They're going to check him out. And those first um, those first uh, uh, meetings and greetings and impressions that people have of him are going to go a long way. And when you meet him, uh, you know, certainly I, I think you'll be impressed just as I was. So that's it, everybody. One more time. It's not how great the opportunity is. It is how great you are to that opportunity. Again, that's from my friend, Dr. Rob Gilbert, the success hotline. I call every day. He's always got something good on there. 
Shane, you've been patiently uh, sitting next to me here. Why don't you scoot on? We'll adjust this uh, camera here. You're a big guy, man. We got to make some room <laughs> for you. All right. You comfortable? You there? Yeah. All right. Good. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Appreciate right. uh, you squeezing us in. I think they got the car running. You're getting ready to leave uh, any moment. Yeah, tomorrow at 9 a.m., so four and a half hour drive. You uh, are, are heading to the U.S. Naval Academy. Scoot up a little bit so the audience can hear you, Shane. Mm -hmm. um, you just had the last supper with your family. You're on the eve of going away. Uh, you just celebrated your graduation. How does all this feel right now? It's good. Um, you know, I don't think everything's set in, though, yeah, especially when, you know, saying goodbye to people and some friends and teachers. Um, the graduation was a great experience uh, given, you know, like you said, as class president, I gave a speech to uh, kind of introduce the student speakers, which was nice, talked about, you know, how strong the community was and how, you know, being on that field, especially from a football perspective and just from a student perspective, it all just kind of came around full circle and um, had the grad party the next day, saw a lot of family, I had family, for, uh, I had all my mom's siblings up, which was nice, and a lot of my friends, and now it's, you know, kind of been working out and just coasting steady until I leave tomorrow, so I'm, I'm feeling good, feeling good and prepared definitely you look good yeah. and uh i mean what'd you think about what i just talked about right you have this tremendous opportunity in front of you um you've been working towards it right you talked about it in your in your speech um what what did that what did the opening concept mean to you as you're getting ready to go yeah the one thing i liked about that is that you know i'm going to the nail academy and it is a great school but i'm also going to be going with 1200 other kids so is that is that what's good? the freshman class is 1200? yeah yeah around 1200 The way I see is that now I'm in there now, you know, not to put myself on a pedestal, but being a big fish in a small pond, now it's reversed, you know, like I'm going to be like a smaller fish and, you know, a sea, no pun intended of, you know, all, you know, great uh, midshipmen. So my, I guess my outlook is, you know, how am I going to make my own legacy individually? Um, one of the presidents, uh, Jimmy Carter graduated from the Naval Academy, John McCain graduated along with, uh, you know, David Robinson and Roger Stahlback or, you know, some of the famous alumni, I think off the top of my head. And I want to be able to, you know, tell like my story of what I did at the Academy, what I did from there and how I kind of found my own little niche within that community. So that's tremendous. Yeah, that's tremendous. And I'm excited for you. You you mentioned the community. Shane, have you lived in, in Milford, Pennsylvania your whole life? Have you been here your whole uh, life? Pretty much. I was born in Ridgewood, New Jersey okay. at the Valley Hospital. But we won't hold that against you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, our we broke ground right here in the woodlands. Um, I think three weeks before nine eleven, and then that's when you know we got that whole boom of New York and New Jersey residents that kind of moved over here and whatnot. Um, but basically, you know, I am Pennsylvania born and everything. Okay. Um, I still like Taylor ham, egg, and cheese, but everything else <laughs> is pretty much Pennsylvania. So yeah, <laughs> he's giving out his menu, mom. Let's get some yeah, food. That's this right, day. Shane. Tell me about the big picture of. When did this start to come into your world of, I'd like to go to the, one of the academies, or I'd like to go to the Naval Academy? When did that start to form and, and really your decision to try to go for that and then eventually get, get accepted? Um, eighth grade was the final kind of decider to say, this is what I want to do in my future. Um, I'm the youngest of three siblings. So having two other siblings come before me and you know seeing what they wanted to do and going on college visits, I kind of began to formulate my own opinion of what I wanted to do. Uh, my brother, uh, more specifically, was an athlete like I am, and he was recruited by West Point to 
play football and the Merchant Marine Academy to wrestle. So that's when I first learned about the academies instead of just seeing an Army Navy football game, you know, seeing what was behind it, what it entailed, what the service was like. You visited Army with your brother. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been to Army probably more times than Navy just because we're so close. Sure. About and an being, hour away. Yeah, yeah. Being, being only an hour and away. Um, and, you know, a lot of people around here are fans and you're just kind of part of the lore and the tradition, you know, being so close. But my dad was former enlisted in the Navy and my mom's dad was in, or yeah, my mom's dad was in the Navy. So we kind of had that history. Okay. And um, I was just really attracted to what the Navy offered opportunity wise, you know, after school, obviously the Academy would be great, but there's also many other schools that are great. But I you know thinking long-term, what can I do after college? I mean, I really just want to serve and be a part of, you know, that family community, you know, for a long period of time. And then just with that, you know, that background and the connections, you know, that I make there, it, I mean, the, the uh, opportunities are endless, you know. And did you speak, you know, frankly with your brother about his choice to, to not go to Army? He went on to play. Tell me the college again. I know uh, your mom had the pictures. Of the Carnegie Mellon Carnegie University. Mellon. So, great, great school. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was funny because when he was younger, he would walk around with, uh, you know, little uh, insignias on his shoulders. You know, yeah. He was always like a little Army guy. <laughs> and it was funny. But um, I just don't think at the time he decided to go, he was ready for that commitment because mm -hmm. it did kind of come upon him a little bit sooner. And he did, he did receive a nomination from Congressman Reno, but, uh, for the Merchant Marine Academy, but I don't think it was in his heart just knowing that he had to serve at least five years after high school. And there's nothing against that. Sure. And he's doing great now. He's in Chicago working for uh, PNC bank and finance. And, you know, he's living a good life and he has a steady girlfriend that he met in college too. But, um, that was just his choice. And, you know, I guess it happened for a reason. So yeah, now, yeah. Um, Shane, you talk about the commitment. You know, what, what exactly? You're going to go to school for four years. What is the commitment after uh, your, your time in college? So I can declare whether I want to go to the Marine Corps or the Navy. Okay. And then I'd have to serve a minimum of five years. Okay. Uh, if I want to be an aviator, I would have to go to Pensacola Flight School, which is two years, and then serve an additional two years. Um, there's no uh, mandatory requirement after the five years, but some people might just stay a quick 20 and do a career. Uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of flag officers and admirals. It makes it sound too. so easy. I'm going to do a quick 20. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, I mean, at that age, if I'm out at 42, you mm -hmm. know, 20 years with so much experience being probably a, a captain, which is, um, an 06, okay. which would be high ranking officer. But yeah. Um, also if you want to get uh, educated after the Academy, you'd have to serve additional time. But a lot of those people uh, end up coming back to teach at the academy, too, which is a cool little thing to have, you know, whether it be at the war college or at a private institution. So okay. a lot of different opportunities to serve. Shane, you, you mentioned about being a, a big fish in a small pond here. And now you're going to and you said being a little, you know, you're a humble kid. I could see that. I know your parents said that about you. But here. Right. I work in a high school. You've been in a big high school. What do you feel are some of the things that you've done or some of the characteristics that you bring to the table that that separate yourself right my son he's 10 he looks up to you he's oh my god shane vegas gonna be on the show like yeah. you know you're a role model for a lot of people um and, and there's 1200 countrywide going you yep. know it's a big deal and i know you know that but what are the some of the things you you think that you bring to the table that separates you uh i think what you said and just honestly experience like having done so many different things with different people um, I mean, I guess, you know, you can uh, attribute it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there goes our, there goes our question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it's, you know, there's some traits, obviously, you know, like I'm hardworking, um, definitely goal oriented. And like I said, being that younger sibling, always kind of working for something has set me in the right direction. But I think just the experience of putting myself out there to so many different opportunities 
being able to manage uh, my time with all different activities, uh, interact with different groups of people is especially a big key because mm -hmm. you, know, you never know who you're going to be around and with. And um, just feeling comfortable about what I can do and knowing you know, my limits and potentials, uh, I think, kind of separates me. Uh, you know, being very involved in different things is, I think, the biggest part that got me into the academy from sports to volunteering to just uh, extracurriculars in school, like being class president. And I think those experiences have, have molded me. You have a, a wrestling shirt on here. Yeah. Uh, wrestling, football. What were some of the other things that, that you did while you were in school? I so, mean, we talked about the class president, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, football and wrestling are the two sports I've done. I've done football since I was like four. I didn't start wrestling until uh, sixth grade, but still very big in my life. Um, class president, I did Relay for Life, which is part of the American Cancer Society. Uh, it's a big deal down there at TV. Yeah, 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 huge deal. Um, we raised twenty thousand dollars in three years from freshman to junior year. We didn't do it this year just because of you know some different reasons. Um, in addition, were you, were you president as a freshman sophomore? Were you president? Uh, team year? captain. Okay. So freshman year we had about fifteen people on the team, just like football friends, and then sophomore year we went to fifty, and we raised like I think ten thousand dollars almost that year, and it's almost it's over an eighth of the senior class just on one team. That's great. So yeah, that was awesome. But as as uh, president, like, were you the freshman class president, the sophomore class president, sophomore through senior? Got it. Okay. We, we didn't really have freshman class officers just because everything was new, and sure. plus there's not much responsibility at that age. It's really sophomore year was I was introduced, but then junior year is when it really picked up. And was that something that as an eighth grader I want to go to the Naval Academy? I'm going to try to you know be be a leader and show some leadership. Is that something that you? actively went for yeah honestly um i joined student council freshman year and student council's um priority and focus is more the overall student body so that's what i was attracted to to begin with okay. but then after freshman year being involved i decided i wanted to really stick with the class because those are the people i'm going to spend the most time around and i feel like i could have the greatest impact with so that's what i kind of transitioned to <laughs> sorry about that it's all good but um in addition uh, I'm, I'm in jazz band uh, which I really you love. You play music too? Yeah. How do you get all time for this? That's Superman here. Your mom <laughs> says hello, by the way. She's watching. Hi, mom. <laughs> like five minutes away from me. I'll come see you in a bit. Speaking about your mom and your dad, I've had a privilege to get to know them a, a little bit. How? Tell me some of the traits that they, they've passed on to you, like the academic focus, the athletics. Who who does that come from and and yeah, tell me about that. So the academics come from mom. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I would say definitely the academic focus uh, definitely comes from my mom. You know, being a teacher and also, uh, you know, going to college and stuff like that. My dad was the first person in his family to go to college. Where did your dad so, go? Uh, Ramapo College of New Jersey. New Jersey and mom. Uh, Lemoyne College, which is in the Dolphins. Yeah, that's right. We know Lemoyne. Yeah. We know Lemoyne very well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then from my dad, I'd say I definitely get you know the uh, athletic motivation. He was he played football. He was a uh, all state nose guard in high school. He was a state champ in Jersey. It's a little bit different than PA, but he was very involved. everything's a little bit different everything, in Jersey. Yeah, everything's a little different. Can't tell you can't turn around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he didn't wrestle though. He he was a big skier. So wrestling is something I picked up from my brother just being in PA. We have a really good wrestling community in PA, yeah. especially around in Delaware Valley. Absolutely. Um, but also from my dad, I think I kind of get you know, really hard-nosed attitude. I mean, my, my dad, you know, no joke, but he is a Jersey guy. So, you know, he's had to deal with some people and just, he was also a sales guy too. That's what he does for his job. And I think that's where I get my 
um, passion, you know, for finance and industry and stuff like that too. I'm really big on money and markets. So well, your parents, uh, again, incredible people. I take the role of a parent very serious mm-hmm. and, uh, unfortunate, you know, Mrs. Fagan out there is a Matthew's third grade teacher. And, uh, they've done a tremendous job. So I know you are going to flourish when you get there. Uh, Shane, looking back on your high school career, again, you've done so many great things and, and been so successful. Is there anything that you went, if you look back and you say, I wish I would have done this better, or I wish I could have done this, or any regrets uh, from the past four years? Honestly, no. Um, you know, th- there's been times where I thought, you know, I, mean, I wish I was, you know, a little more athletic, wish I had a little more time for wrestling, but everything that I've done leading up to this point has kind of made me in the person, you know, I am. And I, I say that a lot, but just being involved in so many different things, I think has been a good thing that I haven't been able to just concentrate on one thing because I'm always, you know, learning something new or finding something new and different about a topic or, you know, a sport or an activity that I never really knew before. Um, I really, I've been involved from, you know, with sports and my extracurriculars from an early age in high school. I wasn't, you know, the kid who just kind of joined things going into senior year thinking, you know, I have to do this before I graduate. Sure. So I really don't have any regrets in that part. And, um, honestly kind of glad that there's some things that I never succeeded in because it just made me work harder for him. You know, you talk about, you know, not succeeding and some of the things like I, I, some kids might look at you and say, Oh, it's just Shane Fagan. You know, he's, he's got it easy, man. He's the president. He's a stud athlete. He's the class president. It's easy, mm-hmm. you know, but there's a lot of resiliency in there. Is there a time Shane where you struggled or, or you had some failures in there that you were able to work through? Yeah. I would say sophomore year was almost my breaking point. Um, uh, I mentioned I was in the Future Business Leaders of America. It's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a student organization. There's about like a quarter million people in the country and uh, in some international countries as well. And it's, you know, focused on business and finance and leadership. And um, I got elected to a state officer position, uh, vice president of the state, which is as a sophomore. Yeah, as a sophomore, wow. which is a big deal. Yeah, okay. I was very excited. The first male from DV to be elected a state officer. Um, but at the same time, we had our Relay for Life uh, competition that week or not competition, but event. And, you know, just kind of, you know, the culmination of our fundraising. I had a wrestling tournament uh, down in, or no, up in Lake Placid, uh, New York. And then I also had, I think I had a jazz band concert too. And then that was just also towards the end of sophomore year. So your finals are coming up. My first AP exams were that year. So there was just a lot of nerves and I was still young and I, I almost just kind of lost it. You know, I almost just wanted to quit some things and just kind of resort back to my comfort zone of saying, you know, I can't handle it. But the way I got through that was dealing with or speaking with my teachers that I've grown to know. And also they've known my siblings. So they know the type of kid who I was and who I wanted to be. And also a lot um, from my parents and from my friends, you know, they've always supported me, but that's when I really fell on uh, people for support most because I'm, you know, traditionally an, uh, an independent kid, Yeah. but sophomore year was where I, I almost lost it. But, you know, thank God I didn't, uh, lose it. Uh, how I solved that problem was that I focused on FB life for the time being. And not to say that I didn't focus on my other responsibilities, but I knew I needed to prioritize certain things over others. Sure. And then afterwards, I just, you know, just like in anything, once you kind of get the hang of things, you know, going into junior year, got more familiar with what I wanted to do. And then it was never a problem after that. It's just been looking forward ever since. You so, got a lot of grit, kid. I, yeah. I, I like that. You're doing a good job, mom and dad. Um, Shane, again, you're heading off to uh, the Naval Academy. This is a tremendous uh, opportunity, as we spoke about. Baxter, see somebody out there. I think it's the neighbor's cats. Huh. Yeah. 
Um, Shane, is there something there when you get there that you know is going to be a challenge for you that whether it's waking up early, the fitness part of it, the academics, time management, what is it that you think that you're going to say, I, I need to really focus on this because it is not a strength of mine, but I want to be successful. And I know this, is there something there that you, or, or you're just going to kind of take it and see when you get there? Um, I, and expecting what I'm going to struggle on is ex- just that is preparing to fail. I think that's been the most, I guess, awkward thing, honestly, to prepare for, because I know, that everybody's going to have some sort of weakness and, and nobody's is expected to go through with flying colors. Um, the upperclassmen that lead, you know, the basic training, they're going to, you know, pick out everybody's little weaknesses and nobody's just going to be left alive and alone. You know what I mean? So I think preparing to fail, you know, with some mental mistakes is what I'm going to be most, um, I guess not, not, not nervous for, but just, I know that I'm not going to succeed in the most, but I know that there's certain things I can control, like being physically fit, which I believe I am. And also, um, being around different, uh, the other, uh, plebs is what they're called for first years. And, uh, I think having been able to work with different people in the past, like I'll have a good support group because we're all going through the same thing at that point. Sure. Do, so, you, do you know your roommate? Do you know? No, uh, no. I'm going to be in a quad um it's it's one the the dorm at the naval academy is called bancroft hall it's one huge dorm it's i think it's the biggest in the country honestly oh, wow. and that's where everybody stays on like different levels and different wings and you're staying next to your uh your detailers which is like your cadre of um i guess upperclassmen that kind of direct the summer and you know you'll be waking up at five or in the morning or whatever and getting your workouts in but i'm not really worried about that part i just know that i'm gonna have to overcome failing a lot so but that you know, just with expect in life, you know, just an extension. So Shane, it's uh, it's June twenty fifth, right? The summer mm-hmm. just started. Certainly in New York, you were you know, you guys were a week earlier, uh, but you had a week off, and now you're going down there. Most of your your friends are, are at graduation parties at the beach, and that kind of stuff. Being a being a regular teenager, right? Sleeping yeah. till uh, woo, sleeping till noon, that kind of stuff. You know, is there part of you that feels like? I'm missing out on that or, you know, is there something that is, is, you know, that you're not getting to do that kind of teenager type stuff? Honestly, no. Uh, I mean, it's sure. It's sad saying goodbye to some friends early and whatnot, but this is what I've been working for. And I've, I've known to expect this and it, it doesn't feel all entirely like it's hit home, but still I'm honestly kind of anxious just to go and get started because now that high school is over, you know, I've done everything that I could to prepare me for this moment. And now that it's you know almost here, I'm just I'm just ready to take it on. You know, bulls by the horn or bull by the horns. Have you heard that concept before about the ten thousand hours? Have you heard? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, like you said, being a student, putting in extra time on top of just regular school to sports and extracurriculars. You know, like I think the time is now to take that experience and just kind of mold into it. You know, an opportunity. So. Shane, talking about again the typical teenager that that's not going to the Naval Academy and not waking up at five a.m. working out and that kind of stuff. Does it bother you when you hear adults talk about your generation about the phones and you know they're lazy and they're not uh, you know uh, world minded things like that? Does that bother you or because you're kind of in a a different you know that's your 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 percentage and I, I admire you. Um, but does it bother you when you hear people talking about people your age? I mean, bothered only in the sense that it doesn't really like offend me because I don't think I'm in like the group that people think that, you know, are going to be a problem. I mean, I just think that, you know, we're just a young generation and especially with all the technology that we have, it's just different. 
not to say worse or concerning, but it's just different. I mean, no other generation before has ever had like, you know, such technological advancements or a cell phone or anything to make their own and have such access to such wealth, um, libraries of information and everything. Sure. So podcast five minutes from your house. Literally. literally. After, after having John's yeah. and Arthur Avenue. Yeah. Barely, yeah. you know, you wouldn't have had this, you know, 30, <laughs> 40 years ago. Um, so I just think that it's just a work in progress about how, especially with our generation being kind of the forerunners of the first real, real consumers because adults have it, but adults still, it's not in their formative years. You know what I mean? Like this is just such an integral part of our lives, you know, like being on a cell phone, you know, I couldn't imagine not being able to call up a friend or my mom if, you know, maybe a car breaks down or I need to ride home for something, Sure. you know? So it's just, it's just, you know, to just adapt and learn, but I don't really think it's concerning. If anything, I think it sets us off for a better foot for, you know, more advancement and more progress and, you know, justice in the best sense of the word. That's a great answer. Uh, how, did, how, how do they manage the phones at the Naval Academy? Like, are you like allowed to have a cell phone in your pocket? Or uh, is that like contraband yeah. or something? I'm not having it for the summer. They're going to take it. Okay. Uh, I'll be writing letters and whatnot, you know. Old, old school. school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, wow. I'll have my like phone it. once the school year comes because then it okay. just kind of goes towards, a, you know, almost like a normal civilian college. But it's not like I'll be having mo- much time on my phone anyways. You know, like I've, I've been pretty busy up in high school, but I know at the academy it's it's tenfold more with uh, formation, you know, extra workouts. It's it's very structured having a sports period. Every midshipman is required to play a sport. So, there, you know, there's not just time just to go study or go hang out with friends like you would at a normal college. So it's really going to test you on like any other school out there, you know, with how to manage your time. And, and so tell me about that. Like you, you were – which sport are you play? Uh, in the fall, I'm going to try and play sprint football, okay. which is regular football except there's a weight limit. So yeah. the lineman weighs as much as the running back. So it's very fast-paced, very exciting. Uh, the weight, weight limit's like 178, okay. and I weigh about 190 right now. But having wrestled, that's honestly not bad. And plus, hopefully, you know, it's hot and humid enough down in Annapolis where I mean, I'll sweat that out in a week. They're all running. Yeah. yeah. When is that date that you have to get to that? Um, that's not going to be until later August. They're, okay. they're, they're going to push you through, you know, I guess the rigors of the Academy and get you accustomed to the setting before the, you know, they go into sports because sports isn't the first priority there. It's graduating commissioned officers and yeah. maybe yeah. even if you are recruited for football or crew or whatever other sport they have. And then in the spring, I'd probably go to powerlifting or maybe even uh jujitsu. They just started a jujitsu club. So I like to stay involved with uh, martial arts maybe boxing who knows i mean they had the third most uh sports and clubs in the country behind i think west point and ohio state so incredible yeah opportunities are out there shane we talked about <laughs> your, your parents um you know the the influence they've had on you who are some other role models or leaders that have helped shape you to to get you to this point where you are in your life uh, there's one wrestler in particular that i really admire his name is jordan burrows um i don't know how familiar you are with I guess Olympic wrestling, but he was the 2012 Olympic. The Bannock brothers went to Port oh. Jervis. That's oh. what I know oh, about yeah. Olympic wrestling. Of course, that's, of course, that's my limitation. But they're, yeah, they're royalty in Port Jervis. But go on. I'm sorry. What's the yeah. What's the name? Uh, Jordan Burroughs. Okay, grew up in uh, Jersey. the The name of the high school is slipping me right now. But he went to Nebraska to wrestle. wasn't the most successful guy. He was only, I think, a one-time state champ in high school, and that might seem, you know, like, oh, he's only one-time Ooh, state one champ. Time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, wrestlers are, you know, the hardest out there. Those the really successful ones. That's something that they literally live and breathe every day of the year. And, no, like, uh, maybe 1% of the entire population could do that. But, you know, they're 
he wasn't the most successful in high school and in college, he was a two time national champ, but his acceleration of getting better in college is what allowed him to win uh, the Olympics in two, uh, 2012. And um, his story is just great. He's a, he's a father and a husband and um, he's just, he's just a great person too. He's someone that you want to look up to because, you know, sometimes wrestlers get the connotation of, you know, being dirty or just being weird for wanting to wrestle in a single and stuff like that. But, <laughs> and yeah, it's true. You know, you still get that even in high school, but he definitely pervades that sense yeah. by a lot. And he's someone to look up Have to. you reached out to this guy? Have you contacted him? No, honestly. Um, I did. We're, we're going to have to him. send the show to him. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, if you're watching. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw him. I went to a national tournament at a Virginia beach and he's made, I think two appearances there. Okay. Um, but I haven't gone to it. I mean, I haven't gone to any of his camps because he lives out in the Nebraska area. That's sure. where he trains and everything. But um, yeah, he'd be a guy that I would love to meet. Like he's he's always one of the guys I put down. You know, if you want to have dinner with like three people that are really That's famous, cool. he'd be one of the guys. Well, it's uh, it's June here, 2018. I'm gonna give you till January 1st to make contact with Jordan Burroughs. Okay. All right. Yeah. You make contact. You know, we'll, we'll see what we can do here, but. We're gonna send the show to him, and if that's someone that you'd like to meet and you, you admire, then we got we're gonna to have to make that connection. Definitely. Uh, all right, Shane. We're up against the rapid fire portion of the show. I know the car is running, and you are gonna be on your way <laughs> to the military academy. So these are the first answers that pop into your head. Quick answers, okay? Mm -hmm. You ready? Yeah. You haven't taken a test in a while. You know, you've been out of school <laughs> a few weeks here. So yeah. Um, last book you read? Uh, the Scarlet Letter. Old school again. Yeah, English. English twelve. Yeah, English twelve. Yeah. Last movie you saw? Uh, Coco, Pixar movie. Fantastic. Very good. You were singing and dancing, weren't you? I was sad at the end. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. That was that. That touched me a little bit. Chasing your dreams, right? Yeah, that that's boy right. chased yeah. his dreams. Best thing about Delaware Valley schools? Uh, definitely just the community atmosphere. You know, we're small and isolated and tight knit, but it's a great place to grow up and be from. Worst thing about Delaware Valley? I would say people being, I guess, ungrateful. Um, not everybody has been able to travel to different school districts and opportunities because they haven't gotten involved. And so then people get a bad rap about DV when it really doesn't deserve it because DV is a great school and people should realize that. And unfortunately, some don't. Wow. You've been a, a, someone to, to take make, advantage make of happen. the opportunities. Yeah, yes. But you also are saying, hey, look, Shane Fagan is a guy who's yeah. coming from DV schools. Mm -hmm. People that are going to the United States military military academy say blank about kids who go to Navy. <laughs> um, yeah, our uh, uh, beat Army. But um, <laughs> uh, a lot of people talk about how the Navy, even if they're not going to the Marine Corps, isn't as I guess hard nosed or tough as you know the Army. But just the Army is wouldn't what I would see myself doing in five years. So is that really a bad thing to say that I wouldn't be a good officer if I really didn't embrace the Army at the end of the day? So you're going to be a great officer. What is something that you've learned about the U.S. Naval Academy that surprised you? Hmm. Um, definitely the alumni. Um, not even just the great officers, but like I said, like Roger Stallback and David Robinson. You know, just the people that go through there are all from different walks of life. Especially they have uh, about 20 international midshipmen every year, too, from different countries, uh, whether it be like, you know, Japan or some other coastal nation. Incredible. Thing that you will miss most about home? Uh Food, family, and friends. Oh, you go with a triple F. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, speaking of food, what's your favorite food? So today I had the end-all, be-all of food before I leave. I went to Naked Bagel, which is in uh, downtown Milford. Bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything with ketchup. 
and a French toast bagel on the side with butter with some chocolate milk. Both you had both of those. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> big big breakfast, big dinner. <laughs> and then for dinner, um, John's of Arthur Avenue, which is a great pizza place in town, Italian. Um, I had some barbecue wings, chicken bacon ranch pizza, and uh, chicken parm. You're giving some local shout outs that's, here. That's right. Uh, we we frequent both of those places, and I was fortunate enough to release the the book at uh, the Naked Bagel. Yep. Yeah, I see good, that every morning. Good people down, down there. there. Can't go there every morning or else, you know, bank account and stomach. And you won't be uh, making that sprint team. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you were principal of a high school, the thing that you would watch out most for amongst teens, I don't want to get you in trouble with your friends, Mm -hmm. but what do I need to know? Definitely keeping a positive school culture, especially in light of everything that's been happening in the past couple of years with, you know, unfortunately shootings and just, you know, just like negative atmospheres, definitely keeping a positive atmosphere and everyone happy. So. There's, you know, there's a, like I said, a community feel. I think DB, unfortunately, does not have that problem. So keeping that similar to another school district. That's a good answer. We work very hard at that uh, across the river. Besides going to the U.S. Naval Academy and your family, what is something that you are most proud of? Uh, definitely Relay for Life, raising almost 20000 bucks in three years for cancer research. Uh, having my mom been a cancer survivor, my dad currently a cancer patient waiting to get surgery soon. So cancer runs deep in our family, unfortunately, but yeah. you know, we're very involved with these, uh, cancer society. So that was great. Yeah. Thing you want to say to your family and friends before you leave. Um, see you in about half an hour because I'm pretty close <laughs> and, um, just thank you for everything. And I definitely won't forget where I came from. Yeah. Shane Fagan, everyone, uh, has been tremendous. It's an honor to have you on. Thank you so much. Appreciate you going to serve our country. If I get a ball game down there uh, in the hoops uh, with the men's hoops team, I'm going to definitely give you a shout out. That's right. Shane, I got a quote here. I don't know if you had a chance to see this, but, uh, man, I I was proud to to, to get this for you. It's from George Washington, um, 1781. You were, you were just a pup back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's an understatement. George Washington said, it follows then as certain as the night succeeds the day that without a decisive naval force, we can do nothing definitive and with it, everything honorable and glorious. President George Washington, November 15th, 1781, talking about the Navy and the importance of the Navy. And That's right. Fighting the Royal British Navy out there. Here's going to be one of one of their top guys coming down. And we're going to add your quote here. Go down the slide. Right? Go down the slide, yeah. Just, just get going with yeah. it. Yeah. Another quote I like is we always have on our wrestling shirts. Might be on the back of this one. I'm not sure. Uh, it's you yeah. only deserve what you earn. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite things that I've always heard through wrestling. And wrestling is, you know, you got to earn what you get. So. You only I'm going to write that down here. See, you learn something new every day. We're going to give our book recommendation now. Shane, certainly I want to recommend my book. If you're an educator, an administrator, here it is. I'm trying to line it up. I can't even um, go out and get it. It'll help you. And uh, my other book recommendation, I love Malcolm Gladwell. If you haven't read Blink, it's fantastic. Uh, in here is the concept of thin slicing. And I mentioned Shane's going to show up down there. He's clean cut. He's built. He's he's jacked. And uh, he's going to make a great first impression. He's disciplined. Um, and, and you're going to quickly become a uh, a big fish down there. You said small. Well, I, I know you're going to be successful, Shane. And um, I'm proud to have you on the show. And I really wish you the best. 
Thank you so much. All right. Appreciate it. Mom and dad, we're signing off here. He'll be home soon. Uh, get the car started. And uh, Shane Fagan, everyone, class president, 2018 Delaware Valley High School and uh, incoming freshman plebe mm-hmm. at uh, the United States Naval Academy. Go out, Shane, and, and be safe and uh, go go do great things, okay? Well do. All right. We're signing off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. This was show number 53. Let's get this music queued up. Thanks, uh, uh, Shane Fagan, everyone. Have a great day. Go out and change the world for the better. Mm-hmm.